Speaking the truth to the state capital, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right. Tuesday, February 15th. I am hoping everybody survived Valentine's Day. Boy, you should survive Valentine's Day. It, it ought to be a happy, joyous, kind of renew your love for whoever your loved one is or loved ones are. Uh, but I suspect there's a lot of folks maybe on the male side of it, like me, that uh, you're doing things last minute and trying to work it out. And maybe if you've been married quite a long time, like I have, and have have young ones and you're raising them, uh, you know, just a simple I love you will do, and let's move on. But either way, uh, it's supposed to be a good day, and I hope it was for everybody. I'm excited about today's show. We have uh, Roy Christensen in. Um, as you recall, uh, former uh, city councilman and is very active in our local politics, and so we're going to break down some of the understanding and nuances and best practices as Roy has uh, seen them in his time around Lincoln politics. Um, certainly the fairness ordinance is on a le- lot of Lincolnites' minds, and uh, you know we'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, interesting enough, folks, it is day 175 of the mask siege here in Lincoln, Nebraska. I'm still detainee 3101, otherwise known as Commander Jack Riggins, and detainee 722 Johnny Cadillac is on the program director processing whatever gizmos flipping switch kind of like the dr dre of of drive time lincoln i have a lot of hats for this show <laughs> <laughs> well fair um i i do want to let people know quickly uh detainee four is his uh official designation and he has uh, constantly been working behind the scenes um always pulling data on the mass mandate and its effectiveness if you will uh by looking at the uh, public numbers displayed by the counties, you know, themselves, Lancaster, Douglas, and Sarpy. Here's what I'll say. I think we're closer to the end on that. Uh, very close. Uh, I believe Pat Lopez said maybe two weeks, a week ago. Um, so I'm planning for 180 days. Uh, you can see a lot of cities and counties and states across the nation changing the way they feel on this. And I hope Lincoln will follow suit. And, and that, that goes for places that are traditional um, policy places similar to Lincoln, Nebraska, and how they have viewed this. Um, but I want to get it over with and move on. And I suspect the next time we all talk deeply about masks, it will have to do with school-age children. And I hope we don't have to have that, but who knows. I also want to thank uh, Detainee 13875 through his for his help and who would have known that in the 180 days of a mass mandate here in Lincoln, Nebraska, we've amassed about 14,000 designated uh, detainees. Uh, so let's get back to that. Just be free Americans. Anyway, uh, without further ado, uh, Roy Christensen, welcome. Thank you. It's great to be here again. I also want to thank you, um, you know, and this is just the way it is in Lincoln, Nebraska. You can't hide from anything uh, for your sponsorship for the show. And I know you advertise on the station, and I appreciate that. Yeah, you're more than welcome. I, I get uh, business from advertising, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, I mean, it's not just, it's it's honestly not about me or my show. It's KLIN and the team here and all the people that work up in marketing and our management team. And it's, it's a great uh, marketing platform. So we appreciate that. Uh, boy, you know. I was not around for the first round of what I'm going to call for this conversation, the fairness ordinance. Mm -hmm. 
and I have been getting educated quickly as it has come back. Um, now, the fact is, folks, fairness ordinance as it lives and breathes today was passed 5-0 last night by the city council. There is a lot of opposition, and there's a lot of uh, people that are for it. And so we have us kind of a standoff. But as it sits today, it's been passed by our city council. Now, I know that um, there is a referendum in order, and many groups are going to sign that referendum um, to get the legal process going. But, Roy, I want to go back to 10 years ago, because I don't, what I don't understand is this happened before on the same title document. And my understanding was, legally, it was supposed to be rescinded after the referendum, which means thrown out. Or put to a vote of the people. Well, this happened right before I got on the city council. I, I was voted on the city council in 2013, and this original fairness ordinance happened in 2012. Uh, so I was certainly aware of what was going on, and uh, it was a topic of discussion after I got on the city council. Um, and that was the understanding I had then um, that would either had to be rescinded or put on a ballot. Now, I was led to understand at the time that uh, the, then the mayor uh, did not want to put it on the ballot or rescind it because of a technicality that in the language of the petition, there was uh, no date set for it to go on the ballot. So the, the idea was just to let it languish because there was a belief that it would not pass if it went to a vote of the people. Um, now that's one perspective. There's also another, the other side of it was the people who wanted to get this stopped. A lot of those people expressed to me, Hey, we can just le- let this languish too, because we think we've taken care of it. So yeah, I mean, their, their mission, if you were an opponent was accomplished. Yes. So, um, the question really is, is this substantially the same thing today? And I've read both of them. Um, substantially is an interesting word from a legal perspective. I don't know. You'd have to go through and look at all those things. Um, it is intended to, uh, I believe to accomplish the same things, but it is in my reading of both of them different in, in some very easily understood ways. So is it the same? I don't know. Um, I think that the, the folks who are, who are doing this and promoting this believe that it is substantially different and, and they don't, they're not obliged to worry about the old ordinance that is still in limbo out there. Right. So, um, yeah, so I'm just going to recap because I, I always need crayons and, you know, small building blocks. The old fairness ordinance, right, should be either rescinded or put to a vote of the people, but it was left to languish over 10 years. Okay. It is safe to say that today's sitting city council members view the new document as a new document because if it was the old document blewed up, there's no legal recourse for them to vote five Oh and think that it should become a new ordinance. I think that's a fair statement. So I, I believe that's what they're thinking either way they could go back. And I think quickly if they needed to on a technicality, rescind the old one and hold their vote, which puts the city of Lincoln in the same situation we are today that it passed last night and it's 5-0. I would agree with you. I've perused the first one. I've dug deeper into the second one. 
most of the language, uh, minus a few things, adds some veterans things in there, kind of another class. But ultimately, the language achieves the ultimate goal of of what they want for uh, class and protected class right. um, from 10 years ago to today. It's just putting some different words in it. And in the end of the day, we're at 5-0, and now... Well, is that how you understand it more than that, likely? That's how I understand it. But the only thing I question is, as a veteran, I've never been discriminated against, at right. least that I know about. Matter of fact, I've I've received lots of praise and recognition, probably beyond what was required or necessary or even deserved. Yeah, I would say that most veterans, not all, but most veterans would say uh, we're almost embarrassed by the level of... Um, protective things put into local, state, federal uh, for us afterwards. Nonetheless, it was new in the language. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hey, you know, I'll let you decide how political that is to garner support. Um, but I can say that most of the veterans I'm aware of myself, uh, we feel very comfortable in the way the laws and things are written right now with regard to equal opportunity and, and status. Uh, interesting enough, um, a referendum is going to happen again in this state. Right. It's, it's begun. It has begun. Um, if, you, if you're an opponent of this, I'll tell you what. You can sign tonight at Calvary Community Church at 7 p.m. The lead organization is Nebraska Family Alliance. You can go to their website at NebraskaFamilyAlliance.org. So if you're an opponent, you're going to be hearing it hot and heavy because, you know, I don't know how many days exactly uh, to get the signatures required. Yeah, f- 15 days. 15 days. So 15 days to get the signatures. My guess, Lincoln, the signatures are going to get there. We're going to do a loop, and we're going to come back to the exact same situation legally. I don't think it'll be the exact same situation. Okay. Because explain. because I think the crafters of this petition language will have looked back and learned exactly where the mistake was made previously mm. and correct that mistake in the language of this upcoming referendum so okay so you believe that um because we've done this cycle before folks so we've done all this is history repeating itself on a very very almost identical issue um the the referendum itself will probably be a little stronger in legal terms and it'll i think what will happen also is it will have a date for the referendum the voting to take place to take place Probably this May or in November. Of Fair this year. enough. Limit limit the ability to have it sit for ten years if that happens. Right. So right. okay, that makes sense. Um, and that's a good uh, technical answer and experience answer because I wouldn't have been able to think through that. So you know the referendum's going to happen. Get out there and vote how you feel, and then we'll keep you posted and it'll go through. Now, one of the things that I know you and I are both passionate about, though is because of the high-level visibility on this subject. Something came to light with things that uh, go back into your time on the council with regard to government transparency and moving forward. And what I call it, for a broad picture, folks, is kind of the five-month gap. And, And what we have, and I'll let Roy talk about it here, is we have changed in the city council the way we are showing minutes and agendas to the public and public comment um, that has completely changed from how it was five months ago. And nobody really noticed that until this fairness ordinance. And I have inquired to the council. Uh, Chairman Bowers has written me back. Some of the things 
that I thought were going on. Um, he is right. I have looked up the legal things. Um, but nonetheless, what I think we have is, well, Roy, let's first go back to your time on the council and what your guys' vision was of transparency and getting information so the public was informed as real time as mm-hmm. possible. Well, there are some requirements of the Open Meetings Act of the state of Nebraska. Now, for example, you have to, if you're going to have a a meeting of a public agency or body like the city council, you have to uh, publish the agenda at least minimum 48 hours before. And uh, it was, and that was, and continues to be done as far as I know uh, for the regular city council meetings. I have been, I've seen that we haven't gotten those announcements out of the agenda for the director's meetings. Well, the director's meetings are a meeting that happens right before the regular council meeting, and the council meets together with different department directors and goes over business that the directors want to give to the council, and also the council can then report to each other about committees that they're on. Like I was on the Railroad Transportation Safety District for eight years, and I would report what was going on there. So information was exchanged. Um it's not a that meeting is not a, a event where the public can come and comment. They can come and watch. Yes. But so while I was on the council, every Thursday the city council packet came out, and the packet included uh, the agendas for those two meetings. It included all the public uh, correspondence that had come into the, to the council the last week. Um, and when I first started on the council, it was a thing where it was all done in hard copy, and the pol- Lincoln Police Department would deliver these packets. They were big green bags with all these documents in it to each city council person's home on Thursday evenings. Wow. And, and there's some funny stories about the, the, your neighbors <laughs> see the police coming to your house on a regular basis. Go, What's that guy up to? You know. But uh, while I was council chair... Uh, I put an end to that practice and said, we can receive all these documents electronically without encumbering the police department or printing all those pages. Sure, sure. Uh, so, but it then remained, and it had been for years, the, the, the idea that Thursday afternoon by 4 o'clock, all of these documents were published uh, to the public. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, so that basically we could be transparent yeah and 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 i think you know if people listen and really dive into this and they go to the open meetings act i have it open right now i've I've had to kind of blew up on it you know you'll see words and i I had to get them straight too, folks you know uh the agendas roy talked about them right mm -hmm. and then you have directors meetings right they're going to meet we can go view but then after the fact the minutes that's another one minutes will be posted now i had thought minutes needed to be posted 48 hours it is in fact 10 days but however it in during my entire time on the council it was always those minutes were always distributed again with that packet on thursday afternoon correct and that's where one of the uh where the people are are asking a lot of questions right now and why i'm asking question is by law, it says 10 days, but historically, the city council had turned those around within the week. Right. Okay. And so that may be where some of us have gone, well, 48 hours. Well, legally, it's 10 days. And historically, we have gotten that done inside a week. And historically, those have been right. posted online. On top of that is a term called addendum. Addendum is really when the public has communicated with the council, as Roy is talking about these packets, and then those addendums also would be part of 
that broadcast, which we traditionally use the website within the week of business, so to speak. Right. So we're you agree that in your term on the council, we were used to, you know, seeing the agendas. We were used to within the week seeing the minutes of what went on, and we're used to seeing transmissions of public record in the addendums that went out on our websites. And yep, that that and, was and, how you did transparency. And uh, the there are people who did not want their names released to the public. So we would, there were times when we redacted individuals' sure. names who said, but anybody who sends any th- a correspondence in the city council or any government body in the state of Nebraska, that letter communication email becomes a part of the public record. And I think that's an important distinction folks, because it's easy to see when you go in and you testify at city hall and you give your name and your address. Okay. And, and maybe it's taped on TV. Maybe it's not, but what you're doing is you're entering into the public record. And what Roy's saying is that you're doing the same thing by correspondence yes. um, with them. And you, you know, if you go to the city's website and do this often, you know exactly there, what I'm talking about. There have about. been accommodations made when people did not want sure. their information made public. And we, well, and I think yeah. that's, that's good for a user-friendly, you know, government within reason. You know what I mean? Okay, so we've said that there has been a precedence. That precedence has changed recently. And when we come back, we are going to talk a lot about that and some of the ins and outs of that um, over the last five months. Because that change of transparency and how they're going about doing it, along with the passing of the Fairness Ordinance, has really got a lot of Lincolnites asking a lot of questions, and so we're trying to get to the bottom of it. 1,499.3-KLIN, Drive Time Lincoln. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3-KLIN. All right, we're back with uh, Roy Christensen, uh, former city council member and, and really active in, in uh, understanding and um, and really uh, being proactive now, really, in, in Lincoln politics, even though you're not actively serving. Um, we're talking about the fairness ordinance that just passed, and more importantly, I think, is uh, some of the transparency changes that have happened over the last five months down there. We will definitely talk about that when we come back on more segment, but one of our callers had a question that uh, Roy knows about. Roy, uh, a lot of the folks asked me a lot about the TDP update and, and, and really the dangerous situation as they describe it around goals for people transferring around the buses. Um, and we can't seem to get a federal grant. Is it time that the city starts investing city money to get this done? I think it's past time. It's, uh, you know, transportation, whether you're riding a bike or your own car or riding the bus, is the kind of the lifeblood of the city of Lincoln. When you when you move from point A to point B, you either go spend money or you go earn money, uh, and that's that's what we got to do, you know, to keep our economy going. And uh, yeah, the current uh, bus transfer location is leaves a lot to be desired, and there are some really nice plans out there um, for a really good. Uh, transfer station and uh, transportation hub for the city of Lincoln. And yeah, I think we have, for one reason or another, missed the boat on federal money and it's time to bite the bullet. Yeah, I appreciate you answering that um, because a lot of our callers are interested in um, kind of what I call, you know, whether it be StarTran or other uh, forms of transportation. And oftentimes, again, I, I realize I'm in the ivory castle here in the radio shop and I'm not slugging it out for monies, but it appears oftentimes to me that whether it be county board or city council, you know, prioritization of money is one of our issues, not necessarily, you know, where it's coming from. Right. And, and in some cases, we're really lucky with federal grants. 
in other cases, um, we have to use our own money to get some things done. And, and I think sometimes when it comes to our own money, you know, maybe we've had some of our priorities messed yeah. up a little bit. One of the bit. things I've said many times on this uh, state radio show is that in Lincoln, we can have anything we want. Just not everything. <laughs> and that's the way it is. I mean, in the end of the day, folks, it comes down to prioritization. So if you champion that, uh, yeah, please write your city council folks and, and your elected officials and let them know how important that an issue is to you. We do have money. We, we have to prioritize and spend it. It's that simple. 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. All right, we're back February 15th with uh, former city councilman and a very active businessman and uh, political watcher these days, Roy Christensen. It's great to be here. Yeah, we, we, we talked about the ordinance a little bit. There's going to be plenty of talk about that itself, folks. Roy and I are trying to focus on transparency of the city council and historic norms and where we're at on the law. And, and Roy has not only lived through it, he's had to make decisions as the chair because it's the chair's responsibility to set forth the meetings, the agendas and the, and the minutes. Um, and so that's kind of where we left off is kind of where it was and how it came to be. But I'm going to let Roy kind of take it for a minute and, sure. and give us that historical well, perspective to give you an idea how important that I viewed it and other council members viewed it uh, as far as putting out the information for the public to see. Um, a number of years ago, probably six, maybe seven years ago, uh, Trent Fellers, a good friend of mine, was chair of the city council. And uh, the council secretary usually puts this packet together. And she, at that time, uh, ended up in the hospital and was unavailable. To do anything, he took time. He took vacation time and went down to City Hall and put together this Thursday packet all by himself. Uh, and it took him a lot longer than it would have taken the the city or, or the secretary of the city council. But the point is, it was so important to get done that he went and did it and made sure the public had the information that they needed to have or should have. Um, but you know, my whole point about this is, you know, we're, if we talk about technically the law says you got to do this or that. My main point would be, well, if if you're really proud about what you're doing, then you should want the public to be told exactly what you're doing in your meetings so they can understand some of your decisions. But if you're if you're happy with what you're doing, tell people about it. Don't you know, so so you have two choices here. Uh, about this thing. And I hate assigning motives to people because we were talking about it a little bit off air. Yeah, we were. Uh, you, you know, you assign motives to people instead of trying to understand them, uh, you don't get anywhere. But it looks pretty clear to me either something happened that s- disturbed that process of getting the, the the packets and everything included that needs to be or has been in the past. Something just disturbed that process. And so to me, that's a, a leadership issue to get it right. Um, and five months sounds like a long time to me. Yeah. Uh, the other one is there is some intent behind this, which... Frankly, I don't believe. Um, I, I know the members of the city council, and they're good people, and they have, I believe, each one of them has the best interests of the city at heart. So I don't see how any one of them would say, uh, no, we're going to just hide this from the public by not publishing this stuff. So I think something happened. Yeah. And, and I think, okay, let's be clear. Right now, Chairman Bowers, is this falls in his responsibility. Correct. I, I would say that's true. You know, that's what just the chair like it does. did on Trent Fellers years ago. Yeah. And just like, you know, as you made adjustments, you know, when you, you guys were in that. 
Um, and so what we're talking about, folks, is kind of the historical how we got here. Um, and I'm sure that over the years when you were on the council, you had to make decisions to adjust this. I mean, we get to transparency um, kind of slowly, sometimes fast. Right. It depends. Um, what we've noticed now is over the last five months, a lot of the historical transparency has gone away. And we're wondering why. I think you bring up a good point of not assigning motive. However, I th- and I think that's a good practice. But I think in today's climate, if I was an elected official, knowing that there's lots of fire out there about election integrity, there's a lot of fire on the political process. There's a lot of fire on even bodies like the Lincoln City Council. The more you would be transmitting for transparency, the better, because that in of itself is uniting the community opposed to putting another thing for it potentially to fracture. Sure. Most of the time when people understand at least what's going on, they're going to be happier about the situation. Yes. Uh, because the, the information is power. Mm-hmm. And if you have the information, you can say, well, understand better now than I did before. Or you can say, I understand, and I still don't like it. Right. But if, there's, if they don't know what's going on, that's when they get upset and they start assigning motives. And these guys are just trying to do something underhanded at whatever level of government you're talking about. Sure. Sure. And, and let's be clear. I mean, we're, we're talking for those of you that are kind of watching this, listening to this, have looked at the website. Um, it's changed. Okay. And if we look back and go, that was the most transparent we've been as a city council over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you're looking at now, folks, is, is a far cry from that. Now, in defense of the city council and, and me talking with them, I will tell you this. Legally, legally, they're obligated to post the minutes 10 days after meetings and only to post it uh, in the public facility during business hours for you and I to come look at. So previous city councils were going above and beyond mm-hmm. in transparency. That's a fact. Now, beginning July 31st, 2022, coming up, the process that Roy just described will go into law. Yes. Okay, so I want you to understand, our city council in the past was working years ahead of its time, and now we're in a blip. I think it is important. Um, I think that Chairman Bowers or anybody, and I've reached out to them at the city council, it would be helpful to the city for them to come in and, and at least tell us, you know, why they made the changes in their minds, why they made that change, what were the reasons, you know, why are some public communications made public and others aren't, because that does lend to, are you trying to shape public opinion on matters, right? So if I were to give people who are interested about this subject and concerned about it any advice, it would be the two things. One, um, assume the best of intentions. Of the, of the members of the city council and for the chair, James Michael Bowers. Assume that. And then write them a nice email saying, hey, I would really appreciate it if you would go back to this other way of doing things. I felt better about it when I was able to read the minutes of the meeting, if, if that's what you did or if you want to do. So approach it in a civil manner. Let's be Nebraskans. Okay. You know, we, we, we know that we are even nicer than Canadians. Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest, Roy. I'm sitting over here. I'm wringing my hands, and I'm thinking about it. And I respect you. And part of me is saying, "But Roy, 
you know how fired up people are. Sure, I do. And but I'm gonna I'm gonna say this to my audience too because I'm fired up. This is about as fired up as I've been on a subject government transparency since I've been on air. But I'm gonna make a promise to you, Roy, which means the audience, because I've already had communications with the council. I am gonna take Roy's advice uh, because I'm better than a Canadian. <laughs> no, and I'm gonna I'm gonna tone down a little bit, and I'm gonna ask the chairman and 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 the the city council. I am gonna ask them for explanations, but I'm also going to say I do prefer as a citizen the other way we are doing it for transparency. It's a good idea. And, and well, thank you, Roy. You, no, <laughs> it's my you, idea. You convinced <laughs> me, and 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 not in the sense that I'm still fired up. Um, but I think there's appropriate ways to try to, again, I'm a big believer in understanding, but make no mistake about it, folks. I'm upset about this. I'm, sure. I'm upset about the transparency, but Roy is explaining. And you have to be passionate about the things you believe in. But we all know, our mothers told us, you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. Uh, the members of the city council, the mayor, all these, they're just people. And deal with them in a way you would want to be dealt with. Remember the golden sure. rule. Just Deal with them in that fashion, and you will. I think you'd be surprised at the positive reaction you get, uh, yeah. because nobody likes being smacked across the face and told, "I don't like what you're doing. Change right now." Yeah, I mean, whether it's uh, Chairman Bowers was nice enough to respond to me, uh, Benny Shobe has reached out. Um, like I said, I I do believe there are some questions I think would help all of us, and I'm going to continue on those. But at the same time, I'm going to ask. I'm going to, as a private citizen, I'm going to say this is the way I prefer it because I think it helps the city come together better, so that we, you know, don't kind of always go high order on issues. Great insights. How well, in the heck are you not a city councilman right now? Well, you know, elections <laughs> uh, happen, they so do. you know. I must say that as a recovering city councilman, I've had some time to reflect on things and what would I have done differently and how should things be continue to be done. And it all boils down to this. All politics is personal relationships. Whether you beat the person and shake their hand, who's the elected official, or you see them on television or hear them on the radio and you feel like you have a connection. It's all about connections and personal feelings. Yeah. Politics comes down to feelings, really. Yeah. It's how people get passionate, and so they get angry uh, if things aren't going their way. And there's a, too much, too much anger right now. Uh, quit going after each other, folks, and I come think, together and be be nice. I'm uh, listening. I'm like listening to the wiseness of of statecraft is what we would call it back in the day. And I'm not lying. I mean, I am. I was. I'm not anymore. I was wringing my hands a little bit listening to Roy, and I'm like, oh well, I've already shot off some of my rounds, you know, and um. And I want to come back. I, I want to. One of the callers off air asked, didn't quietly understand. I guess the highlights of the ordinance. So I want to go through that just real quickly. My take, but then I want to come back to things you've learned through your time in the city mm -hmm. council, uh, real quick. So, folks, once again, the, the fairness ordinance was passed Monday, five to zero. Okay, you're going to hear some of us talk about a protected class or a super protected class now. To me, to me. It comes down to three things. Okay, we've changed the language defining sex in the city. Uh, sex has now been approved to mean male, female, neither or both, including but not limited to sexual orientation and gender identity. Okay, that is a very broad term. Okay, it's a very broad term, and 
One of the fears, right, is that now each and every one of us can identify with whatever we want on any given day, you know, and go into different bathrooms and and have certain protected rights. Okay, that's one part of the opposition. To meant also businesses then would be required to essentially, right, quote, not discriminate, you know, if these type of things happened in their business. Okay. And so I look at that and go, that stuff is already protected on many other federal, state, and local laws. We don't need to add this broad definition. The other part that's very interesting is when it comes to service animals and their definitions. And this affects both renters and people that rent to them. So, you know, owners of apartments and complexes. And when it comes to service animals, we've broadened the definition and, and, and honestly for radio effect i'm just going to tell you the big one miniature ponies okay it's in there a few a few years ago uh uh, someone brought a miniature pony onto a city bus and there was a brouhaha and just about everybody got off the bus right because you don't they didn't want to be on a bus with a pony sure well it'd be shocking to most people right you know even in a state like nebraska where we're on the western frontier um and so that type of language and this is just highlights has been broadened and that really puts uh, renters uh, or, or people that rent to folks in a bind. And then the other class we've talked about is veterans. Um, and Roy and I are both veterans, and I think most veterans would say, I don't even understand why we're in this document. Um, and so there's a lot to unpack there, and I would just add this. The, the fear or the uh, opposition is the city council now, if this is, goes all the way through, they have no liability in this. This is now all on private business owners to be fined if they don't do this. It's all on uh, people that lease to people. Um, so the city council just makes it, and they're free and clear. They're never going to have to deal with this again. It's going to be put on to all of us to deal with this. And in a way, my argument is that we don't need the extra stuff because we're already living and breathing and doing a heck of a job across lbgtq um you know service animals if you will veterans here in lincoln nebraska it opens up what i call second and third order effects we haven't thought through that we could be dealing with that aren't helpful to our society that's my opinion do we got time for a call sure why not well let's let's take one call i'm not sure what it's about which is always scary uh hey randy you're on with the commander and roy christensen hello uh Commander and uh, Roy, how are you today? Doing great. Yep, doing good. I'm I'm calling basically about uh, the fact that two of these city council members are running unopposed for our Nebraska legislature. Well, you know, there's something you can do and about that. Do you live in either of those districts? I do not live in either one of those districts, but if you could put a call out, I would vote for anybody but either one of those people. Okay, well, to, you know, to, how, you put a how call you... out for somebody to step up. How you get that to happen is go and start attending. If you want a Democrat opposition, then go go start attending Democrat party events. If you want to see a Republican join uh, the race, uh, go talk to Republicans at those events. But at the time, the, it's ticking because you got to. If you're going to jump into either one of those races, you got 1st. March first. That's right. I I understand it's till March first that they have to do that, and but especially after the city council kind of went against the the what the people wanted when they, when they did this, now they're doing a re, repeal, trying to do a repeal of the, this act. And, and, you know, elections have consequences. Yes, they do. And, and, and if we're going to, 
let him walk right into the state house, we'll all be under under that same guise. And Good yes, point. I do talk to my senators. I I am a legislative rep for an organization here in in the state that uh, I have. I've talked to many senators. I I I just don't understand how whether democracy has failed us or we failed democracy. Randy, well, th- thanks for the call. We'll continue on the subject here in a second. I appreciate I'll t- it. Tell though. you one of the things though is. It has become so nasty out there that if you, a lot of people don't want to run for office because they're going to get smeared. Right. Uh, and so that brings me back to the, so the, the idea of some of the, some of the wisdom that yeah, I can have yeah, to offer. Yeah. Um, always assume the best of your of other people. Uh, and the biggest thing is listen. Just listen. Uh, I learned that on city council that a lot of people who are angry, uh, if all you do is sit down and listen. Uh, it's like letting the air out of a balloon. The tension leaves, and it, it gets better. So if we spend time listening to each other instead of talking at each other, if we uh, treat each other with kindness and respect and remember the golden rule, uh, things tend to work out better for everyone. So that's kind of my my wisdom for dealing with politics, politicians, dealing with people on the other side of the aisle, dealing with people who are on your side that you don't like what they're doing. Um, there's always an opinion. And most people believe theirs is correct. And, uh, you know, so, uh, so you're right. But we got to deal with each other differently than we have been. For- well, that that I agree with. Roy Christensen kind of really laying down some wise nature from a man that's been in the business. You know, always assume the best. Always listen right to both sides. Always assume the best in people in general. And you know the golden rule. You know, you get you get more with honey and and treat each other with kindness. And you've heard me say it before, and I know I get fired up, but um, in the end of the day, we do need to find a way to come together and communicate more effectively at the local, state, federal level, um, really to get yeah. our America mojo back. And, and, and the problem we have now is people who are in the middle get blasted by both sides instead of being appreciated for bringing people together. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, we'll, we'll have a couple minutes with Roy when we come back. I will say this. Um, listen, yeah, it's right. Bowers and Raybould are running, um, and the caller had some good thoughts. But in the end of the day, you've got to go to your party, you know, Republican, Democrat, Independent, and you've got to get people to run. That's the system. And voting does have consequences, folks. So get out there and get people engaged to run. 1499.3. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Roy Christensen, former city council member, is here. And, you know, we've discussed a lot about transparency. Really, that's what the show's about. And we'll continue to dive into that because I think the city council um, owes us some explanations as well as understanding what we, the citizens, would prefer to have, as well as a fairness ordinance. But, uh, Roy, any parting shots? I really appreciate yeah, you coming sure. in. Instead of saying it in those ways that the, 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 the city council owes us Uh-oh. explanations, yes. I would say we should ask nicely for explanations. You're more likely to get an explanation that is real if you go after it in that fashion. All of us. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. You're you, you're you're agreeing with the commander's uh, passion and principle, yes. but you're saying, "Hey, boss man, adjust, shift fire a little bit, Put, and don't fire at all." There's nothing wrong with being passionate. You yes. should be passionate about the issues you care about, but you should stop and think before you open your mouth. Yeah. And, hey, I'm a radio guy, you're man. You're a radio guy, so you <laughs> no, got to think no, twice. No, but I'm a citizen too. Yeah. So we stop and think, 
and we treat each other kindly. Uh, we remember the golden rule, and we get better results from everybody. We we ex- we should expect everyone to be their best self. Yeah, and treat them that way. Yeah, no, and and I'll tell you what, Roy has. He hasn't changed my passion or what I think I want to, as a radio guy and a citizen, I want to try to get to because I think it would be helpful. But I am honest. I'm going to change my language a little bit in the emails I have sent as well as the text so that I can hopefully help answer the questions that a lot of us have. Because let's be honest, I'm channeling a lot of your questions and trying to use the platform to get us answers so really our democracy runs better and our city runs better. I have had a policy for years and years that if I'm angry about something uh, to somebody, I don't talk to them for at least two days. And that means for me about three weeks. Hey, <laughs> enjoyed the show today. Thanks again, Roy. 1,499.3 KLAN Drive Time Lincoln.